Hey, Marshall. Hi, Elizabeth. Do you want to talk about Lost? I do. This was a good one. I didn't cry, but it was a good one. You didn't cry. Oh man, woo man! You cry really easily. Well, this is fair. this is Jungle Mystery. We talk about Lost, and uh, I cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, not a bad thing. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, saying. Well, this one is season three, episode eleven. Enter seven seven, and enter seven seven. I think it's a really depressing one. It was sad. Also, That's... good, uh, a, a good analysis on torture yeah yeah we've had some pretty weak um kind of character analysis episodes recently right where the, the flashbacks have been less than stellar or haven't really See, that's one way to put it <laughs> you know haven't contributed much to the to the character arc but this one oh my god it would take like this is worth like eight stranger in a strange lands yeah this this episode is so powerful in so many different ways and the main i guess theme of this episode is just forgiving people who don't deserve forgiveness yeah but but or or i guess having mercy on people who don't deserve your mercy is more uh more accurate um and we see that in several instances in this episode with several different characters uh in kind of varying degrees of importance but we see i think at least like three big examples of characters showing mercy when they don't need to and when they don't deserve it right um and it just makes me want to cry but you know that's fair that's that's, that's me <laughs> not gonna hold it against you so it's a saeed episode obviously it's um, been a lot when the last saeed episode we had was when he was the greater good in right? the, the terror cell yeah and he yeah the greater good yeah that was season two Yes, I think so. It's been a while. Yes. Been a while. Been a while. <laughs> um, yeah, that one was also really depressing. Um, <laughs> yep. Poor, poor turns, turns out uh, dealing with the uh, Iraq conflict in any real sincere effort uh, is sad because it's real. It's all bad. Some of the characters on this show have it worse than others. Yeah. Saeed is uh, up there. Might be the yeah. top of the list. Might be the top of the list. In terms list. of most tragic backstories. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, diving I know, in. I know he didn't blow up his dad. but He didn't he blow did, up his dad. He didn't blow up his dad, but you know <laughs> what? That <laughs> if, he, if you offered him a trade, he might have taken Kate's backstory. <laughs> um, diving right into his flashbacks, um, he is working as a cook uh, in a restaurant and... In Paris. Yeah, in Paris. And the guy from Iron Man <laughs> wants to speak to him. <laughs> okay. Did you recognize him as he guy looked from familiar, Iron Man? but I couldn't figure out what he was from. Was he one of the guys that kidnapped Tony Stark? No, he was the good guy. The guy that Tony Stark was, like, imprisoned with in the Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's him. Um, so he sees him. He, uh, he invites him over to sit with him, and he offers him a job as a chef. Um, at his restaurant that he's about to open because they are, he says they're both outsiders, um, and basically saying, you know, we gotta stick together, right? Well, so, yeah, he's a, he's a, he identifies him as, like, Iraqi. Yeah, as an Iraqi. When, yeah. uh, Saeed tries to pretend to be Syrian. Right. Um, so Saeed shows up at the restaurant for this job offer, and the man's wife, uh, I think Amira is her name, comes out. Amira. And, uh, he's... He says, are you sure this is him? And then the men uh, in the restaurant grab him, and he's taken. He's taken. Have we seen her before? We have not seen her before. No. Okay. Because um, we've seen him interrogate people, but she was not. Right. We have only actually seen him interrogate in that first episode. Um, we see him torture, or we see the aftermath of him torturing like the guy who used to be his commanding officer. Yes. And then we are given the impression that he has been doing it a lot since then, and he's very good at it. Uh, we saw him being instructed to torture Nadia, but not actually doing it. Um, so, yeah. We certainly have not seen this woman before. Um, so he is 
being chained to a floor, um, and Amira's husband is essentially torturing him, trying to get him to confess that he uh, tortured his wife. Um, Saeed says, you know, you have me confused. I don't recognize her. Um, She's like, I won't. I won't confess to something I didn't do. To something I and didn't he do. says, well, she confesses she, something she didn't do. Right. He says she why confessed. torture doesn't work in a nutshell. Yeah, exactly. She said He says she confessed something she didn't do when you poured boiling oil over her arms. Yikes. God. Um, so Saeed tells the truth of who he is, but he still insists that he doesn't recognize her. Um... He says she remembers your face so well that she recognized it when we walked past the restaurant where you worked. Um, and he threatens to continue torturing him and to kill him if he doesn't admit the truth. Uh, so, you know, this this goes on and on. Um, and we see signs of, like, we see Amira's face not showing doubt, but, like, kind of pity. Concern. Right? There's, there's a point where she stops her husband. Um, and... Uh, she, at, at the end of his flashback sequence, she goes to visit him on her own, um, with, <laughs> with her cat, that, who we also see on the island, um, and she tells the story of how she rescued the cat from being tortured after she had been tortured and she was afraid to leave her apartment. She heard these kids terrorizing this cat, um, by throwing fireworks at it in a box. Yeah. And so she was brave enough to go and rescue the cat and blah, blah, blah. So she's telling this story about... You know, um, how the cat sometimes forgets that he's safe and he lashes out at her. And she says, I forgive him because I know what it's like to never feel safe. And it's because... And then he finally breaks down and he admits that he does remember her. And he, I, apo- he apologizes to her. I do I do want to say, just when they were talking about the cat. Yeah. And and, and it was like a very sincere moment. Like, like a lot of times, like... you. In the different scenes, depending on who on who's in it, I have to kind of like push past their acting chops, depending, and like kind of take the scene as it is. You know what I mean? Like okay. Uh, but this one was, I mean, very intense. Oh yeah. Very good acting from both I mean, characters. But when she said, "Sometimes he bites and scratches me," and I was like, "Because it's a cat." <laughs> Okay, well... <laughs> I, like, I, I understand the point they were trying to make. Maybe right. they could have picked a different animal, but, like, yeah, I, I have cats that we just have. Sometimes, sometimes my cat they bite. is just a bitch, and she just sometimes, likes to bite me. <laughs> sometimes my cat is a cat, and it's a fickle it's a fickle little bitch, and it bites me because it's a cat. <laughs> so, I like, that... I took myself out of the moment there. Not, not that the show did, but... Right. I just... It was kind of funny. I was like... Sometimes my cat scratches me because it's not safe. And I was like, no, it's because you have a cat in your house. Yeah. I challenge you to find a cat that does not occasionally bite and scratch you. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. No, the, no, the scene, the acting in this scene is... Very incredible. Wild. Oh my god. When he finally... I mean, not just him, but her as well. When When he finally breaks down and is admitting that he does recognize her and, you know, he says that... It, what I did to you has haunted me every day. <clears throat> and he's like sobbing and just the way she's looking at him, it's like, fuck! <laughs> Sometimes it's like, <laughs> the acting is too good for this show. It is. When we it like is. put it in context with some of the other episodes, it's like, man, it is a real punch in the gut when you get such a good episode with with much better than usual network TV acting. That it just like blows you away. Um, it is weird. It, it it feels jarring, like yeah. in both directions sometimes. Yeah. Um, like it, you could almost make a show out of all the good episodes. <laughs> and I mean, just, it's, like, it's like every time. Obviously, except for this time, because we're doing like an episode a week. Most of the times that I watch this show, it's been binge watching, and it is like whiplash sometimes. Especially season three is whiplash. Like, yes, <laughs> we have, you know, flashes before your eyes, and then we have Stranger in a Strange Land, and then we have Trisha Talk is dead, and then immediately after that we have this, and it's like, God, okay, I need a, br- I need to breathe for a second. <laughs> yeah, like I have to. This show can't figure out what it wants to do <laughs> yeah. with the tone. But oh man, no, this, oh, this episode was so good, and um, so yeah, she decides to forgive him. Uh, even though he does not deserve it. Um, 
she is going to tell her husband that she was wrong. She made a horrible mistake and was wrong about his identity. And he says he'll let you go. Um, she says, we're all capable of doing what the children did to that cat, but I will not do that. So how, like, this this season feels a lot like we are kind of seeing the darker side of every character, right? Right. Not just the tragedy of their backstory, but the the kind of evil in their in their history. And it's like part of the reason this episode is so powerful to me is that we hear Saeed talk all the time about how he was a torturer. But again, other than that one flashback where we see him covered in blood, it's like we haven't really seen it, right? He'll do something on the island. Um, He did it to Sawyer. He did it to Ben. And it's like, you can see how haunted he is by this thing that he used to do. But we haven't actually seen it. And then all of a sudden, this episode, to see this woman that he actually did torture and, like, see her arms. And it's very powerful. Yeah, it is. And it just reminds you that, like, Saeed's not a good person. (laughs) No. (laughs) And it sucks because he's such a good guy. Like, you know, on the island, he's trying so hard to redeem himself. But, you know, he's not. He's not yeah. a good person. Nope. Like a like a lot of folks on this show. Um, good person. Yeah. So those are the those are the flashbacks. Um, I kind of zoomed through them because they are just very depressing. Um, what did you think about the cat? <laughs> it was weird that it was in both places. I'm not really sure what to make of that. Yeah. Uh, it's an important cat. Like it helps. We will not be seeing this cat again. Okay. <laughs> well, that's but. It's sad because kind of... it it looks so sad at the end of the episode when they're leaving. I know <laughs> the cat looks, looks like, like cat looks like it was crying. Um, so you just grab that cat and take it with you. Vincent needs a friend. <laughs> yeah, Vincent needs a friend. Um, uh, it was, it was a also bit... named Nadia. Yeah, a little bit the, on the nose. On the island, yeah, because the cat was obviously meant to represent Nadia the whole time. But like, <laughs> just in case you didn't get that, they named it Nadia. <laughs> yeah. It was... Um. Strange as there was the same cat. I don't know what to make of that. It's so this has happened once before with Kate's horse. Oh, that's right. Right? Where it's like that episode heavily implied that it was like the same horse, right? But it means as nothing. the one who saved her. And it's like, I don't know what to make of that, but here it is. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, I don't know. It's it it's just weird what they choose to continue and what they don't yeah. like. Like if it's not gonna come back, why make it the same cat? Yeah, I mean it's it's it was significant in this episode because it essentially I feel like is what makes Saeed spare Mikhail's life. Um, but like that's it. That's why it's there. <laughs> right, but if it was if it it's like <laughs> okay, yeah. It's but fine. yeah, I mean it. Yeah, they it's do like that. If you, they if do you that. Think about They've it done for that more than multiple second, times before. Yeah. They like to have symbolism, Marshall, and sometimes if you think about it for too long, it actually doesn't make sense. This isn't even thinking about it too long. This is, oh, they're not going to bring the cat back. (laughs) Sorry, I should have said maybe they will. (laughs) Maybe the cat's important. Yeah, I mean, it's It's fair. It's not. (laughs) Uh, And that's fine. They do it, but that's, you know, it's like they kind of breach sometimes, I guess. Yeah, it do, it is it is want. a little bit of a reach. It is a little bit of a reach. Um, but anyway, I digress. It's oh gosh. Um, so let's see. We have a lot to talk about with what happens uh, in this house with Mikhail. So first, let's talk about our fun little Harley B plot that we love so much. Yes, um, it's very fun. It's a very fun one, and it comes right behind, right on the tail of a very fun Hurley episode. Um, we get more, we get more fun Hurley action. Um, so they're setting up a ping pong table that they found in the jungle that blew out of the hatch. (laughs) Um, Hurley kind of reminds the audience about the sky turning purple and says, you know, that happened and now we're finding stuff in the jungle. Um, Sawyer is getting increasingly annoyed because he keeps seeing people like casually using stuff from his stash. He sees Paolo reading one of his magazines or holding one of his magazines that he... (laughs) Took to the bathroom. Yeah, that was um, pretty funny. Paolo says it was from the magazine pile. He says we share things now. <laughs> 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 um, so Sawyer watches them set up this ping pong table, and he says he's gonna play 
to get his stash back. Um, and he says they can pick, you know, if he wins, he gets all of his stuff back. If he loses, they can pick what happens. Um, and he says, <laughs> I think my favorite nickname of the episode, he refers to Jen and Son as Crouching Tiger. And God! <laughs> Man. Oh my God. So. Uh, I think they, like, they set up, like, the stakes. Yeah. Uh, later, it's just, like, him breaking out all of the worst possible. Yes, yes. Oh, man. Avalanche. Avalanche. Crouchy Tiger and Hidden Dragon. Oh, Um, boy. So, yeah, they say, if you lose, you can't use any nicknames for a week. Um, I would have pushed for longer than that. I know, just like ever. (laughs) No more nicknames. Yeah, just like ever. No, stop, hey, guess what? Stop being racist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they pick out Hurley to play. Uh, and so yeah, he like, calls him. He calls him Grimace. I know, God. Um, <sighs> Hurley's like, is there gonna be a a mercy rule? You know, like if I'm up eleven points to zero, do I automatically win? And then he's like, I mean, you know, or you, either one of us, whatever. Or you, either one. Yep. So they set up a mercy rule. Um, Hurley asks if they want to if they want to volley to figure out who's gonna serve, and so he's like, Nah, you can do it. And then it <laughs> immediately becomes clear that Hurley's gonna kick his ass. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, and I, I, before that point, I, I was thinking, like, oh, this is gonna, like, Sawyer's, like, real full of himself in this, but the fact that Hurley's there, like, he's gonna, like, yeah, like, it's, it's definitely gonna be one of those cases where, where we see him, like, get his ass handed to him. Um, and then later in the episode, so obviously he loses. Later in the episode, we have another little, you know, minor, but I, I think still significant example of, mercy for a character who doesn't deserve it. Um, Harley goes out of his way to give Sawyer some of his stuff back anyway. Yeah. Um, he says, I came to give you some of your stuff because I know you're the kind of guy who needs stuff. Um, so he gives him his stuff back. He reassures Sawyer that Kate is going to be okay. She's with Saeed and Saeed And she'll be fine. And Sawyer says, get bent, Hugo. <laughs> he's a bitter loser. He is. He is a bad loser. But yeah, I just, I like the, the theme throughout this episode of, of the everyone showing mercy for each other. <laughs> yeah. I, I I get it in some aspects, but in other aspects, it's it's kind of like, you know, I mean, I understand what they're doing. Like, the, de- like, the people that get mercy do not deserve it. No, it's... they don't. But, I mean, that's kind of the point of mercy and forgiveness, right? Yeah. It doesn't really matter if a person deserves it. Um, yeah, sometimes you just like justice, though. Marshall, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed that this whole episode you would be rolling your eyes. I'm not rolling my eyes, but I understand what they're doing. And it's not like, it's not like cheesy the way they do it. But also, at the same time, I'm just like, just fucking, just, just put the gun to his head. Just do it. Just, <laughs> just do it. I am the devil on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on uh, the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, cause ah, uh, this is a case where I kind of agree with you. Um, oh, that's we'll, we'll get wow. There. Is it we'll a full there. moon? <laughs> I know it's wild. Um, so our main uh, search party in this episode: Locke, Saeed, and Kate, and Rousseau. And Rousseau. Um, I have such respect for Rousseau in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Saeed and Locke are kind of arguing because Saeed is still very doubtful of this whole endeavor, right? He's like, we yeah. are following a bearing that you got from a stick. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, you know, he's not wrong, but he's also wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, they do literally do what he says they're going to, and they happen upon the others and exactly what they need, yeah. following the bearing on this stick, and it doesn't it just make you mad? Like, like his skepticism is very well earned, but yeah. also... This is lost. So maybe maybe don't be so skeptical. Come on, Saeed, you're on lost, okay? <laughs> you're on lost, buddy. They found a fucking VW bus and they made it work again. Well he, he wasn't there for that, I guess. He wasn't there for that. No. It's fine. He doesn't know. That would have pushed him over the edge though. You believe yeah, me. Yeah, that of all the other things <laughs> that would have been it. Of all the island miracles. <laughs> all the island miracles. Um, so yeah, Locke is right. They do just happen to find exactly what they need while following this bearing that he got from the stick. They find cows. 
they find a big old curly, like adorable curly headed cow. Too, I know. The first one he finds with the bell on his neck. Cows and a horse and maybe this is where uh, I hear chickens later. They don't ever see any, but we hear some. It's where the others get their cheeseburgers, right? Yeah. The episode where uh, Juliet brings Jack a cheeseburger and she jokes that she like slaughtered the cow herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe- and just to be just to be clear, like I, I it is a running gag on the show, not a gag. Well, uh, it's a running joke, I guess that like. I'm a huge fan of Locke and everything he does. But I also was rolling my eyes when he was like, yeah, just follow the bearing. Like, it is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah but it is it, ridiculous. It's, but it's part of his thing. Like, that's just how that's just how it works. And, like, every smug little look he had on his face through this episode is just I like, I, also, yeah, I know, I get it, we get it. You're a uh, special boy. Like, <laughs> you're a special boy. I have had some mercy on Locke lately. This, uh, we, we are right back to Elizabeth hating Locke. He does some questionable things. He does some episode. bad stuff in this episode. <laughs> he's a bad person. He's an idiot. Uh, and he's, he's, well, he's not an idiot because no, everything he does idiot. is intentional. Yes. He's just a bad person. He's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, a pioneer. <laughs> he's a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know what? He is intentionally sabotaging the Potato, one potato. Goal of his group of survivors. Anyway, I hate him. Oh man, I hate him. It's so much fun. This show is amazing because of him, but I hate him. Yep. Um, so yeah, they find this house. Um, Saeed wants to step out into the open unarmed, um, you know, with the others staying behind him armed so that if the guy shoots at him, they can cover him. Rousseau just immediately turns around and fucks off, and she's like, nah, no, I'm not going to participate in this. Yeah, um, how do you think I lived here 16 years Yeah, I avoided this? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love Rousseau. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's never seen this place. She has no interest in it. She's going to stay out of the way. Um, Saeed walks out of the bushes unarmed, and he gets shot by Eyepatch Man. Did you recognize him from the camera? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was very excited when we saw this because it was only a couple episodes ago, and it was one of the one of the few cases where I was able to say we will find out soon. <laughs> I don't think I told you it was going to be soon, but I was like, "Yes, we will see who that man is." We will find out. <laughs> um, so he comes out. He's he's shouting about uh, I never crossed the line. We had a truce. Blah blah blah. He's shooting at them. Um, Kate and Locke overpower him. And take his weapons away, uh, and we learn that he is Mikhail, and he claims that he is a last living member of the Dharma Initiative. Interesting claim. Yeah, and I mean, he he commits to the bit right away, right? <laughs> oh, he definitely does. <laughs> Yelling about the truce and the line and everything. It was very, did you did you believe him up until Saeed told you not to? I mean, I didn't believe him in terms of that it was true, but I thought that maybe there was some other like because there's definitely. Like, did you consider Different. the possibility that he could have been just, like, another Desmond? Just another guy, isolated? Yeah. Doing, like, mindlessly just, doing his task? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought that there there could be multiple options. I didn't think that, like, but we've, like like you say, Desmond and other things we've seen, like, there's, there's dis- precedent disjointed yeah. groups of people on the island that, yeah. you know, could be one way or the other. Um. So he... Mikhail's treating Saeed's wounds, and he's telling his story. Uh, he says that he came to be the Dharma Initiative because he saw an ad in the paper that says, would you like to save the world? And he uh, says that he was a, a Soviet military uh, personnel yeah. in Afghanistan, so boy, oh boy. I know. Fun times. <laughs> um, this station is called The Flame, and this is the station that communicates with the outside world. Uh, Locke is snooping around the house, and he finds the computer with a chess game. With chess. Uh, and so, of course, it's John, so he's gonna fuck around with that. Oh, yeah. Um, so now, so, so Mikhail claims that the Dharma Initiative tried to purge the hostiles, and they all died except for him, because he didn't participate. Uh, he says, after it was over, four men appeared in the yard and offered a truce, and they took two cows, and then I never saw them again. Um, 
He says the satellite dish hasn't functioned for years, uh, which is why they weren't interested in it. And then he claims that he doesn't know much about the hostiles, but he knows that they were here for a very long time before we were. I mean, all that turns out to be not necessarily true. Right. So the question is, how much of that is true? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but the like Juliet and Ben, they haven't referred to themselves as Dharma. They have not. No. And they've never been wearing the uniform. Right. Right. So the only people we've seen in Dharma jumpsuits are Mikhail in this episode and Desmond and Kelvin when they were working in the hatch. I don't so know if we, I've we thought this existing. thought before, but it seems like has there ever been another time where we've had the concept of like a second group? Um, Besides like people that get wrecked on the right. Island. No, we there's been a lot of debate back and forth about like. Is the Dharma Initiative the same as the others? Right. Right. Um, the Dharma Initiative. We've heard the term hostiles a couple times now in the like orientation videos and everything. So the Dharma Initiative refers to a group of others. Um, so it's, you know, trying to kind of parse what he's saying here now that now that we know that he's lying about Yeah. You know, being a member of or, or, or he's lying about not being, you know, with with the quote-unquote others. others that we know yeah. of. I mean, he definitely so, yeah. is, at least to a certain extent, from what we learn later. Right. Because we see another... Oh, yeah. Else. I mean, he's definitely with them. He, he's working yeah. with them. <laughs> um, um, so, it is uh, unclear. It, uh, it's unclear what is Dharma Initiative, what is others, what is Hostiles uh, at this point. And again, they, I, don't also, I also don't <clears throat> know that it would be a, a ridiculous concept that, like... The there could be uh, opposing groups that are both part of the Dharma Initiative without them knowing it. Yeah, right, right. Um, just because of how we what we've seen with the different hatches and the different yeah. bases. Yeah. So if if we want to take at face value what he said, if if he was telling the truth about everything except for who he is, then according to him, the Dharma Initiative tried to get rid of the hostiles, but they lost and they all died. Which would mean, presumably, that our others are the hostiles. And that the Dharma Initiative no longer remains. But, yeah. he was lying about who he is, so it's possible that he was lying about all of that, too. So we don't actually have any answers uh, after this episode, which is a little frustrating. But, um, that is one possible version of events. Um, I definitely don't think it's that. Okay. That there's no Dharma Initiative, but I don't know what to what extent. I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know how to quantify that. So right. Um, Locke, <laughs> Locke keeps losing to the computer, the chess game, and getting frustrated because he's a child. Um, <laughs> Mikhail tells him not to bother. He says he's tried for ten years to beat it, and the computer cheats. And Locke is like, I don't think a computer can cheat. Um, and he's gonna keep trying because he's a child. How do you cheat at chess other than, like, having somebody smarter than you telling what to do? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what I said. So, uh, right, but I mean, I, I feel like it, like you could cheat by making an illegal move, but I, I feel like Locke would notice. Yeah, if the computer if the computer's doing something that it can't do, blatantly <laughs> that I, that like can't do. moving a pawn in any direction it wants yeah. to, you know, I, was, uh, I don't know how you cheat chess other than like having some kind of sensory communication to another person, perhaps mm. telling you how to. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> um. So Kate and Saeed are uh, talking while he's out of the room. Kate doesn't buy his story. Um, she says, none of it makes any sense. Why would they just leave him alone? And Saeed says, actually, it makes perfect sense. He says, the reason they let him stay here is because he's not Dharma. He is one of them. Yeah. Uh, he says, we are still just sitting here because I'm certain that he is not alone. And he's right. He is very right. Um, also very struck in this episode by what a good team Saeed and Kate make. And again, just lamenting what could have been. Yep. Because, my God, are they a better pair than Saeed than than Kate and Jack or Kate and Sawyer, <laughs> just like practically speaking. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a it's a good example of Kate like being a useful 
piece of the puzzle in that. Yeah, list. like there's no there's no bickering in this episode. There's no making eyes at each other. There's just working together very well and being on the same page and fighting together well. <laughs> Multiple yep. times overpowering the enemy together. They just make a good team. And I like it. I like when they're on screen together. Yeah. Especially um, compared to the other times Kate's on screen yeah. with men. Um, so some of the things that we learn um, throughout this uh, interaction with Mikhail, which we already knew, I think, that they have a submarine. Yep. And of course, whether or not this is true, he's referring to, to our quote-unquote others. He's saying the hostiles have the submarine now. He says they've either destroyed it or they have commandeered it. And then things kind of get tense. Um, Saeed mentions that they have a sailboat, but the others took it. But he says at least we were able to kill one of them. And then fucking Mikhail, man. <laughs> he says, why are we continuing to play this little game when we all yep. know it is moved to the next stage? And then it's like, bam! And then they start fighting and it's really fucking cool. Yeah, um, I, I like the, the, the you know, like when he mentioned that they killed somebody, like he's fishing for a response. And yeah, that, exactly. It's like, well... Well, Here we are. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and Mikael is such a like over the top like villain. <laughs> yeah, he's like, got an eye patch and a Russian accent. Line, the eye patch, the Russian accent. Oh man, it's good. So Kate and Saeed overpower him, and Locke comes out a second too late, looking confused with his gun out, and he's like, "What? What did I miss?" <laughs> um, Kate asks Saeed, "How do you know that he isn't alone?" Um, Saeed says the horse outside is still saddled and the stirrups are set for someone shorter than him. Which is very funny, because we later learn that the second person is Mrs. Clue, who is, like, definitely the same height yeah. as Mikhail. Like, I get that he had to say something, <laughs> but it's like... It's a weird choice. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, he says they probably um, sent a second person out here when they lost communication. Um, you know, another callback to our sky turning purple. We, we've learned since then that they have not been able to communicate since this guy turned purple. Yes. Um, Locke is like, well, you know, I don't think there's somebody else here because I've checked every nook and cranny. Nook and cranny. Every nook and cranny! <laughs> not every nook and cranny. Nook and cranny, John! And he just, like, casually flips over the rug and reveals a little hidden trapdoor because he's, and that's where he's the, a badass. That's where the cat was pawing earlier, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so again, it's like we get this weird sense that he has, like, a connection to this cat, right? Um, yeah, well, the cat's named Nadia. It's his dead girlfriend reincarnated as a cat. <laughs> Which would be in line with all the Buddhist I mean, it stuff fits. It fits. in this show. Yeah. Um, so Kate and Saeed go down <clears throat> to the to the hidden room. Oh. Um, Locke is supposed to be watching Mikhail, but he's distracted by the chess game because he's a child. Um <laughs> We learn from Saeed that the whole house is wired with C4. Let's see, what else did we learn? Ah, uh, we find... Because apparently Kate can't read. <laughs> what is that? What is that? <laughs> that was Whatever. a whole... Somebody has to explain things for the audience, Marshall. No, but it says C4 on the outside. <laughs> if it had just been like a weird, obscure brick, and he was I like, know. that's C4. But, but she's looking at it like it's a tin can full of tomato soup, but she's like... What is it? And he's like, it's tomato soup, Kate. <laughs> Whatever. Um, That's a, also, that was a, that was a lot of C4. A lot of C4. A, a lot, lot of C4. Like, and of course they blow it up in a way that's like cooler looking than what C4 actually looks like. There's no fire when you detonate yeah. C4. It's just pure force. Uh, yeah. But they make it, they probably filled that thing full of gasoline and blew it up. Which is fine. It looks better. But. It would have, that amount of C4 would have killed them at the range they were standing when it went off. Oh yeah, they were like right there. <laughs> it would have it would have turned their organs into soup. <laughs> Just a blast. Uh, yeah, we don't, uh, realistic explosions are not a thing we get on the show. Nope. Um, Saeed finds a storeroom uh, with a bunch of Dharma Initiative binders. Uh, and operation manuals. Yeah, operation man. There's one that says operation manual. There's one that says food drop protocol. Yes. Man, it would have been really cool to get to read those, huh? But mm-hmm. nope, <laughs> not gonna happen. Um, Locke finally beats the computer. He looks super proud of himself because he's a child. Um, <laughs> I 
<laughs> you, you really have, like... I, it, I keep peppering I mean, it in there, you, how much I... I would be happy if I beat a computer at chess also. Whatever, there's other things I'm not a on. child. There's things more important than playing chess on a computer. Um, <laughs> so he beats the computer, and we see... I'm afraid to say his name, because we've already seen a couple different iterations. We see the guy from the orientation videos. Uh, um, Mikhail. No. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 not yet. The orientation uh, video he, guy. Right. Dr. Um, Yoon? Yeah, you tell me Dr. what his name is, because we've already heard two different names from him, and I don't remember what they are. I can't, I can't remember. But anyway, he's the guy with the, the like, candle pun names, right? Uh, Wickman and... And, uh, oh, handle, yes. Right? So anyway, yes. Tim. <laughs> I'm just afraid to say his name. Um, we see him on screen. He has very clearly a fake arm, uh, which if you remember, we've seen him in two different videos now. One of them he had a fake arm and one of them he did not. So this is after whatever happened that caused him to lose his arm. Um, he reads off, He's reading off his list of options um, that Locke can select. Let me see, I wrote them down. Um, he can enter 2-4 for pallet drop. He can enter 3-2 for station uplink. 3-8 for mainland communication. 5-6 for sonar access. And 7-7 seven, seven for hostile incursion. And so what this tells me is that when they found that pallet of food, it got called in via something like this. Remember that when the is, pallet of food landed? Yes, that is what we can gather from this, or what we can perhaps gather from that somebody typed in four three or whatever two two yeah. three two four, four two, for a pallet drop yeah. two four right that somebody called in a pallet drop on a computer but they got to it yes yes so uh lock starts entering these communications commands for the um off mainly communication and sonar access but neither of them work uh, um and then the message shifts and says uh has there been an incursion on this station by the hostiles? If so, enter 7-7. But Mikhail comes in and holds him at gunpoint um, before he can do anything. Knife point, but yes. Is it not a gun? He holds a knife to his neck. Oh, my bad. Don't know why I said gun. It's fine. <laughs> well, there's a bunch of guns, so. There's a lot of guns in this episode. <laughs> um, so we find out that the person, the second person that's been hiding uh, is Mrs. Clue. Mrs. Clue. Yeah. Which I was wrong. I think I said it that uh, last time we saw her, I, I think I said that was the last time that we would see her, but I totally forgot that she was in this episode. Um, so that's my bad. Well, it's definitely the last time we're going to see her after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kate fights Mrs. Clue, and Saeed helps overpower her, but then Kate recognizes her and starts to beat her up. <laughs> yeah. Um, until Saeed stops her. And she says she was there on the dock. She knows where Jack is. So they take her upstairs, but they find Locke outside uh, with Mikhail. Locke is saying, you know, don't let Mrs. Clue go. Don't let them talk to each other. Don't, don't, don't. Everybody's yelling. They're yelling at each other in Russian. And then finally, Mikhail's, uh, or Mrs. Clue says, just do it, Mikhail. And then he shoots her. Yeah. So in Russian, what they were saying was. Oh, I was going to ask. Yeah. So yes. Clue is saying, you know what to do. Uh, he is saying to her, we still have another way out. Um, she says, we cannot risk it. You know the conditions. He says, there is another way. She says, they captured us. We will not let them get into the territory. You know what to do. That's an order. He says again, we still have another way. And then she yells in English, just do it. And he says in Russian, forgive me. And then shoots her. Oh, wow. Okay. Huh. So... I was going to ask. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you have that. Um, <laughs> they have another way. But apparently not. Because <laughs> yeah, he shot her. Conditions. Yeah. Another so. conditions. I guess what the conditions has got to be like, we can't fall into enemy hands. It's like... Uh, right. Right. You know, like when they capture like Nazi spies, they would have cyanide in their teeth and they could crack down yeah, on exactly. it and it would kill them. Exactly. So. It could not be captured. So the real, mystery, captured. the real mystery here, the real mystery here is whatever he thinks the alternative is. Yeah. We're not sure, right? Um, so we might find out more about that. Um, I'm going to guess <laughs> right now. Okay. He's going to, if they try to get him to lead him somewhere, he's going to try to lead him to like a 
death trap of some kind. Yeah, I'm sure he will. But remember, they do have a map. Oh, okay. Well, that wasn't as intuitive and, and smart sounding as I thought it was. <laughs> I mean, that would be... That, that's of, very... cor- of course they will, dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he's going to You're right. something like that. But yeah, you know what? It's not as smart as I thought it was. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Shit. No, you're fine. You're right. I was in my own head uh, and, okay. and hey. saying it in Stay retrospect. In <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Mikhail tells Saeed to kill him, but he doesn't do it. Uh, they're all getting ready to leave. Saeed and Kate are kind of going through and taking stuff. Um, Locke says, I'll be there in a minute. Mm-hmm. And... Go complete the chest! According to Mikhail, he says, I was never a member, but everything else I told you was true. I moved to the station after the purge. Believe what you want, but this is what happened. So he is insisting, even after they know that he was lying, he is insisting on his story that the Dharma Initiative tried to purge the hostiles and they all died. Which would imply that the hostiles are now the ones living at the Dharma station, right? Um, Yes. But not exactly a reliable narrator, so we don't know, but... He, that, he's insisting that is what the truth is. Um, Rousseau comes back, um, and Saeed says, you know, I have our ticket to the others, and Mikhail says, there's nothing you could do that would make me lead you there. He says, I didn't say that you were our ticket. Um, so he found a map that is going to lead them to a place called the Barracks, um, which he says looks like it is a cluster of buildings that could house a significant number of people. Homes and dormitories. Yep. So he'll house a whole community. Yeah, he says it sounds like a place well worth visiting. Um, and then here's where I question Saeed's judgment. Just even me, kill the Russian. Even me, the please don't kill anyone ever person. <laughs> he says there will come a time when your guard is down, and when it is, I will not hesitate a moment before killing you. And Russo asks, you know, if we have this map, why are you keeping him alive? Uh, she says we should kill him. He already told us that he would kill us. Yeah. And like, yeah. <laughs> as if he had to. As much as I love that Mikhail is being kept alive because he's a very interesting character and it's, it's we're going to have fun uh, with him. It, <sighs> there's a difference between, you know, what Amira did for him and what he's doing now. Yes, you know, there is. like, <laughs> this is a person who is going to actively try to kill you at every moment, and you don't, strictly speaking, need him, and he doesn't seem like the kind of person that you're going to be able to get any more information out of, and if you do, how will you know if it's real? Like, yeah, like, are you going to torture again? Like, that yeah. would be weird. Yeah, it's like, you know, maybe, um, he's obviously not walking us through his, like, thought process. And it seems like it's purely kind of him showing mercy, right? And not wanting to kill somebody. Yeah, but like, there's gonna be some reasoning. There could be the, you know, having a hostage to trade for Jack, right? Um, It just, we've already seen that their protocol when they're captured is to kill themselves. So, yeah, you know, it doesn't really super seem like having a hostage would be a good bargaining chip. Were they ever able to trade hostages? Um... Didn't they try I mean, at one point? Sort of, kind of. When, when They had Michael um, let Ben go. Oh, right. They, tr- they traded Walt for Jack, uh, Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley. Well, but so ben, not was a great the, trade. ben was the only one that was not of the original crew. And he is, like, the head of the you know, right, exactly. exactly. Of the island. So like, yeah. So like, but we know that there's not at least a, there's another group. Oh, oh, what was the name of the guy's list? Samuel, Ishmael. What was it? <laughs> Jacob. Jacob. There we go. <laughs> I was running through running through my list of biblical Ishmael. names. Call me, call me Ishmael. Uh, shit. Well, anyways, you get what I'm trying to say. Yes. That yes. Out of the group that's that's on the island on the other island, I guess or. Of the of the others that we know, Ben was the most important. So it makes right. sense that they traded for him, but it right. does not make sense that they would trade for no, it doesn't Russian so, eye patch satellite boy. It's you know trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but it does seem like, especially with the context of the entire episode, it's just him trying to kind of 
do the right thing, right? And it's going to bite him in the ass because no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. So I can appreciate what he's doing. Um, I pretty much always, like in this show, obviously we what we always argue about is that I always want the, our characters to do the merciful thing. Yeah. Um, but Mikhail's fucking scary, and, like, I think if I was Saeed, I would just kill him. Yep. Um, <laughs> just personally, that's, that's, that's what I would do. Uh, but before we can even really think about it too much, um, the house explodes. <laughs> sure does. Well, I played that silly chess game again, and now I realize why you didn't want me to beat it. And then the <laughs> house explodes. And we have a pretty big moment. Uh, it's very quick, but I think very significant moment between Saeed and Locke here, where Locke has seemingly made a pretty dangerous enemy. Um, Saeed looks at him, just with disgust. Yeah. He says, what have you done? He says, that place was our one hope of communication with the outside world. And Locke has this, like, innocent look on his face, and he says, well, the computer said if there was an incursion from the hostiles that I should enter 7-7. So I entered 7-7. Mm. And, man... I would not want Saeed to look at me the way that Saeed looks at Locke. <laughs> well, we know that Locke has tri- has thwarted communication with the outside before. We do, yes. And Saeed so, knows that. Yeah. Because um, he admitted it to Saeed. Yeah. And, yeah, it uh, doesn't bode well for their relationship. That nope. he's now done this overtly a second time. He just really wants to push people's buttons. That's his full shtick. Well, he doesn't want to push people's buttons. He wants to not ever leave the island. <laughs> well, he wants yeah. no one else to have any hope of leaving the island. I mean, he's not doing this to fuck with Saeed. No, he's not that's... doing this to get anything from Saeed. He's doing this because every time they find a potential way to make headway in escaping the island, he's just going to doot to doot along and fuck it up. <laughs> doot doot doot. And... <laughs> just makes me so angry like Locke you can just stay on the island my dude no he has to have people there <laughs> you don't have to make it so that no one else can ever leave he has oh to God. have companions and people to sacrifice to the island Oh my! who God. else is he gonna be super cryptic to if he doesn't have people there uh, yep yep <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's that's uh enter 7-7 I would have at least tried to get a pallet out of it before blowing. A pallet drop, yeah, for real. That's the fucking numbers I would have been entering. Yeah. Um, but I don't know though because it kind of feels like that seems like it would require some sort of communication, right? That's true. Some sort of signal that would need to be sent, so presumably it wouldn't work. Um, but yeah. Right, because it's post. Yeah. Purple sky. Post post purple sky. I don't think any of that stuff is working. Which ain't great. Okay. Well, that tracks. But, I mean, you're right. It's very notable that he didn't even try that. Still wouldn't have pressed 7-7, probably. No, I don't think I would have either. <laughs> now... Also, why didn't they tell him that the place was rigged? I will say that. They could have told him, hey, by the way, there's C4 in the basement, so we probably shouldn't hang out here too long. I feel like... I mean, it's a big leap because it would have happened off off screen. I think we can assume that they did tell him. Really? Because we have our big action scene outside, and then they all clearly go back inside and are, like, combing through the house looking for stuff. Right. I mean, I I think that he did that knowing that it would destroy everything at this station, right? He knew it would be some kind of self-destruct based on context. Even if he didn't know about the C4, having a message that says, if we've been compromise press this button you know what i mean like yeah he knew that it, he 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 knew what he was doing yeah that's fair. Okay. um so yeah i i i think we can assume that they told him about it but even if they didn't you know he knew what was gonna happen yeah so oh god i hate him so much <laughs> <laughs> he's the worst person um i don't let's see i don't think i have any fun facts for this one other than the translation that i read to you that was Crucial, though. Do you have an alternate title for this episode? Enter 7-7. Enter 7-7. Searching for Bobby Fisher, or Advanced Interrogation Techniques, or Love in Paris with Saeed, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. God damn it, I gotta think of these beforehand. 
love in Paris with Saeed. Oh, no, that's terrible. Uh, I'm going to call it War Games 2. There you go. All right, that's good. Fuck. I'm bad at my segment. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. I'm not, and I would be a bad improv comedian. Oh, man. Let's see. Um, The next episode is called Par Avion. Oh, so that one gets a French fucking name. <laughs> Par Avion. It's not with planes, right? It's, yeah, it's like by airplane or airmail. It's essentially like airmail, air basically. By air. Yeah. Par avion. Oui, oui. <laughs> Who's it gonna be? Sout alors. Uh, <laughs> by plane, by airplane. Could be anyone on the show. <laughs> With that Yeah, name. yeah, par avion. French. Who's French? Who's French? Oh, Rousseau. Rousseau is French. Oh, very clever. <laughs> Fuck. God, I'm dumb. God, I no, am you're so not. dumb. You're not my, dumb. Well, that's not what my wife just said. Don't listen to her. Uh, if if looks could kill. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's Rousseau. Okay. And we'll cut out the part where we find out that Larissa helped me. <laughs> Who's editing this episode? I don't know. Who edits after Ricky? Me. Oh, fuck. Well. What? Is it you? No, it's her. Oh. <laughs> so, never mind. Okay. Um, that was Inter 7-7. Inter Sandman. You can reach out to us on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter at Jungle of Mystery. We're on Instagram at Jungle Mystery Pod. And we have a Gmail, which is Jungle Mystery Pod at gmail.com. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I guess that's all that's left now. The Stitcher's going away. Yeah. You can find us on Stitcher for a couple more weeks. You can find us on Stitcher for a couple more weeks. Wait, two more weeks or something. Uh, Yeah, I guess we need to start our own podcast. Yeah, okay. Get right on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. so next week's going to be about Rousseau. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, well, I was probably wrong then. Um, <laughs> but we'll find out. We will uh, find out. Next week, who it is going to be about. But until then. Par avion. I'll see you in another life, brother. Um. Uh. Oh, uh. uh oh, oh, oh. Uh. Ah, oh, shit. I can't remember the name. The. the uh. Um. Oh, uh. Oh, here we go. Uh, uh, yes. Si- uh, uh, you can do this. My wife is heckling me. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. A, yeah, you can. You can take time to think. You can. I feel to- awkward though. I feel like I'm dying on the rope.